controls the air conditioning. <laughs> very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant and Tom Bridwell. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd gone silent. No, I just was daydreaming about something. I, are y'all's headphones okay down there? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah they're amazing. I think I was I froze like a deer in headlights because I was like, oh my God, I forgot to check the headphones. I've <laughs> no. never daydreamed in my life about a headphone. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never had your job, Tom. Well, there's some daydreaming involved. <laughs> How's everybody today? Really good. How Great. about you? Swell. Good. I got a facial this morning. Well, isn't that nice? Oh, on a Monday. Everybody should get a facial on a Monday Where morning. Where did you go? Riviera. Oh, yeah. I love that place. I like it, too. They do. I, that, I love, love getting a massage there. Oh, do you? Yeah. I never got a massage I do. there. I only, yeah. I've only had a facial. And there's a guy named James there that is a life-changing esthetician. Lovely. I know. Yeah. He, he should be our sponsor today. He should. <laughs> James, a, you were busy. got plugged. <laughs> That'll busy, be James. $200, James. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of, if you would like to be uh, the next sponsor on The Remedy, we would love and appreciate it, whether it's a corporate uh, sponsorship or a personal uh, sponsorship. We would really appreciate it. We make it super easy. You can Zelle, I just learned how to say that word <laughs> from Tom, <laughs> or you can Venmo us uh, at Tova-Cito. Every episode is about $200 and we would really appreciate it. So I know a ton of listeners who just haven't had that incredible opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you take advantage of it. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm excited about this topic today. Well, Although I have to say, reading this list made me a little depressed for people who are in who toxic. are experiencing this. Yes. yes, yes. So this is a a cut from Janice's amazing book. Prince Charming is either dead or in rehab. If you have not, if you have not picked up a copy, Janice did not ask me to do this. I just, I'm doing this out of my. I love her book, and I'm in a. Oh, thanks, in a I mean, I'm engaged, and so it's kind of geared towards dating. Yes, and I would say if you are interested in being in a relationship, this is a must read. Well, thank you, Tova. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thank Somebody you. Somebody told me that they were listening to your book online. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Who was it? A girl that came to my house last week. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, she was how like, funny. I've learned so much from Janice. But she, <laughs> and so she she had it. Oh, I didn't know she was listening to it. And she goes, I said, where are you in the book? And so she goes, I don't know. And so she lifted it and then she pushed play and I hear your voice. I'm like, are you doing the book on audio? And she was like, yeah, I love her voice. Oh, that is hilarious. I hadn't listened to it, but I, I read it. I don't believe anybody has ever said that, I love your voice. People say that all the time to me. 
Well, really? it's it's because I'm from Lubbock. Yeah, I they, learned it from my uncles and aunts. <laughs> they really don't tell you that, Jess. I feel like so many people tell me that. This I is the same know. girl that saw you on the escalator at, in Neiman Marcus. Oh, you're kidding! And she was like, "Are you Janet?" <laughs> she said she was going up, and you were going down, or one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. I said she talked about you on the podcast. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I think I scared her." <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I didn't fall down the escalator. <laughs> yeah, no, we need you, Janice. Don't well, do that. Well, thank you for listening to my book on tape. I was a nervous wreck to make it. Remember, Tom. I was like, oh, my gosh, I just cannot imagine anybody wanting to listen to me talk. (laughs) You did. You did. I mean, from the two. I read the book. I I don't like books on audio. Do you? Do you listen to books? I I do listen to some audio books. Do you, you, Tom? I, I, I'm probably going to start because I'm, yes, I, I've got a couple long road trips coming, but mm. I, I never, ever think to do it. I've always wanted to, and I think I would like it, but I, I always just immediately go to music. I think if you're on a road trip, I think that would be a great thing to do, to listen to a novel. Yes. You know, that'd keep mm-hmm. you so entertained. That's kind of, yeah, keep you awake. That's yeah. the only time I've done it. It was years ago when I drove to Colorado, I listened to The Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah. Forever ago. That was a great movie. Yes, it was. It was a good book. Yeah. I don't even think I saw the movie. Yeah. I've seen it. I think. Wow. I think it it was was a movie. It was good. Who was that author? Tom's going to know. Dan. No. Dan something? I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah. It was that one who did this. He did the the one about... um, what Tom Cruise did the movie, and it was, oh, I'm butchering all this. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> Let's go back to our topic. It really doesn't matter. Okay, so this is Dan com- Brown. Oh, you were right. Good job, It Tom. did not feel... First name right out of a hat. Wow. I, I Did you Google that? I did not yeah. feel like his name was Dan. I, I promise I did not Google the Dan part. Just the well, that's part. good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, okay, so this is coming straight from Janice's book. Uh, today we are talking about how to identify a toxic relationship. Yes. Yeah. Which a lot of people are in. They are, and they don't realize it because in the beginning phase of a relationship, people are... So starry-eyed fake, fake, and fake, 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 uh huh, and fake, <laughs> fake, fake, and the person, if somebody's kind of desperate for a relationship, then a lot of times they will put up with things that really are not healthy, and actually, the a toxic relationship is is one that is very difficult to be in, and it's not going to usually stop on its own. Because people, a lot of these, a lot of these. Seems like this would take a lot of work. It, a lot of work. Because a mm-hmm. lot of it is is habitual. that the, And, and what people learned when mm-hmm. they were growing up and maybe had parents mm-hmm. that were toxic with one another or actually, you know, verbally abusive to their children or yeah. things like that. So I think it's really, really important because I think that we... In the beginning phase of a relationship, we really do fantasize about it. Sure. And especially if, if there's a 
chemistry or physical attraction. For sure. Yeah. And you can get and real then, cloudy. Uh-huh. And then you mm-hmm. start thinking, oh, well, they, you know, I didn't do this, or they'd blame it on themselves, or they would think, well, it'll change with time. Or sure. You know, so it, so I do think it's really important because the uh, even though some of these can be fixed, a lot of times people don't realize it themselves that sure. they are being toxic. Yeah, that and something that you wrote in here reminded me of that. I'll get. To, I'll come back to it when we get to that number. I have a question before we start, because I I think this might be helpful to the listener. You wrote 22, a list of 22 that we're going to go through. Uh Um, Things that could help you identify whether or not you're in a toxic relationship. Uh My two questions are this. One, do you, in order to be in a toxic relationship, does do both parties have to contribute? Do both parties have to be toxic? Well, like, I, does toxic attract toxic? I, not necessarily, but I think what happens sometimes are people who are when typically more women that are desperate for a relationship, mm-hmm. or maybe they. Um, are getting to a certain age and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get married and yep. all of that. So I think that they may sin, may tend to tolerate the toxicity and the, but I don't think that the, uh, some people are just, they just take it. Mm. So they participate in the toxic by behavior by being compliant. <clears throat> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, my other question before we start the list is, do you have to do all of these things? Like, what if what if a, somebody who's listening to this is like, well, I don't do that. Well, I don't do that. I don't do that. But they do like four out of the 22. Yeah. How do you? That's toxic. Okay. I that's think if it's to toxic at all, then what you're going to want to do is insist that the behavior change mm. or you get out. Wow. Because it doesn't have to be more than one. Mm-hmm. And there will be. I think that's an important thing to point out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people will make excuses. Oh, for like, sure. oh, well, they were that. just tired or mm-hmm. whatever. And so it's no, it's not like you need to have half of these things mm-hmm. in order for it to be considered toxic. If so, you have one, you are. Then you want to look at it mm-hmm. and you want to. You know, really look at how it, how does it feel? Mm-hmm. Because when you're in a relationship with someone who's toxic, it is a lot of times people will feel it in their body. And it's I wrote this in the book. If your gut tends to not at the onset of some behaviors, I suggest that you drive the behavior by a friend or therapist to get their reaction. Mm. So because we will tend to tolerate things individually. But if we drive it by somebody and they're like, are you kidding? Right. That would, that's not okay. Right. You know, so. And listen yes. to that. Yes. You know, I, <clears throat> I think that one, I mean, you know this just as, I mean, 10 times better than I do. I don't even think sometimes people are, I don't think people are totally honest with their family or open. And exactly. I don't think they have to be. Friends. Even therapists or counselors, like I think that there's elements of our lives and and our relationships that because we're not proud of them, we hide it. And 
I think that's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go to a therapist or seek out counseling. Yeah. For God's sakes, be honest. Exactly. Or you're wasting your time and your money. And, you know, and there, you know, I'm, I know that this has happened for, with you too, Tova, that people have come in and then they are talking about their relationship and they tell you something and my gut will kind of pinch Ew. a little bit. <laughs> and then if I bring it up, then a lot of them will say, well, I mean, I, I, I probably I, made that him do that. Mm-hmm. And he must have been really tired that night mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he had a stressful day at work. Exactly. The kids got were really on her nerves that day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, there. look, there are people, people are human. Yeah. And so some people, if they have had a stressful day at work, they come home and they might snap at their partner. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that that is is reason to get out of the relationship, you know, but I definitely think it's something that you would want to address. Uh huh. And if you find yourself tolerating Mm -hmm. things, then that's a, that is a big clue, Mm -hmm. you know, because it, if somebody is being verbally abusive, let's say Mm -hmm. it's, it's not good. No. And it's not good for kids to see either. So anyway, We'll go through these, and some of them are, some of them are pretty benign, or some people would think they're pretty benign. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that if your if your gut pinches, mm-hmm. it's worth looking at. Yeah, and then I've, you can drive that by somebody and say, "Hey, my husband, you know, called me a bitch last night. Did do you think mm-hmm. that's all right?" <laughs> You know, um, no. Uh, yeah, that's a big no. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, no kidding. Me too. <laughs> okay, so there's 22 of them. We're going to do the first 11 in this episode, and then we're going to save the, the last 11 for next week. Okay, sounds, sounds good? great. Yeah. All right, why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, at one thing that I wrote about this was I said it can be really difficult to identify this at the beginning of relationship. You may tend to minimize certain behaviors because you so desperately want the relationship to work. Even though seeing one or two of these does not necessarily mean that this relationship is doomed to be toxic, it is worth keeping it in mind. If your gut tends to nod at the onset of some behaviors, I suggest that you drive the behavior by a friend or therapist to get their reaction. I love that you, I, I think that if your gut, that description mm-hmm. uh, is such a good one mm-hmm. because that's, that's happened. I mean, yeah. it's probably happened to, if you've lived long enough, it's probably happened to you. Absolutely. And we know, we knew better in our gut. Our gut told us, we warning, 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 didn't run, listen run, to run. our gut. Yeah. And yeah. don't you think, you already said it in so many words, but don't you think that people have scarcity, that they just believe that this is as good as it's going to get? Yeah. I, if I break up or if I end this relationship, I won't get, there's no way that there's, I mean, what if I don't find anybody else? Yeah. What if you do? Yeah. What if and you there find are a lot better? of people out there. I remember asking you yeah. that question. You're like, Tova, there are a lot of really good looking, single, happy, healthy men. Yeah, and I true. was like, 
really? Because when you're not in one and you want to be in that Mm -hmm. kind of relationship, Mm -hmm. it's hard to see it. It is. You know, but it it, is. But scarcity is a lie. It is. Mm -hmm. That's right. I like that. Mm -hmm. Wish I'd wrote wrote that there. (laughs) I wish I had written that. (laughs) All right. You can do it in your third, fourth, fifth book. (laughs) Oh, no. There's not going to be one. (laughs) Okay. So, number one. Your boyfriend is critical of who you are, finds fault about what you do, and he wants you to change. I mean to tell you what, that is terrible. If somebody is trying to recreate you or, or, or find faults about what you're doing, and tries to get you to change, that's ridiculous. Okay, devil's advocate. Okay. What if um, my boyfriend is vaping all the time, that new strand of whatever it's called, Delta 8? I have no idea what it does, but it's not that good for you. I think it's like pot. Like what if, what if I want my boyfriend to change that? Well, I think you could draw the line. Well, I think you could talk about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that if I were, first of all, I don't want to date somebody that's going to be vaping something that's going to kind of, you know, alter alter their personality or their behavior. Me too. You know, and um, and I think that you can all. I mean, I think that if somebody was, you know, doing that, and you and you. You re- you really liked them, but maybe you bring it up and mm-hmm. say, "So, have you ever thought about not doing that?" Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not like you're never going to suggest something or ask somebody to do something differently. Mm-hmm. But I think that it would, if somebody is really kind of addicted to that, mm-hmm. then you know they may be extremely defensive about somebody requesting that they not do it. Mm-hmm. But I think that that I think this is a little bit more about maybe um, just being why would you do that or mm-hmm. that's stupid mm-hmm. or when you clean the house, clean it like this. Why do you dress like that? Yeah. Does yeah. It, just critical of like benign things that are just you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly like right. Craig they came be in smoking Delta nine anyway. If you're going to smoke weed, you might as well smoke the, the stuff that actually gets you high. Tom, stop. <laughs> I'm curious because that 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 particular scenario that you just raised, Tova, sort of triggered me because uh-huh. I would definitely not be able to date. Any, I would stop dating somebody if they asked me to do that. Well, then, and so then you might, that might be a value that you don't want to take on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I understand that. And I guess, I guess I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a scenario where it would kind of do the same to you. It would just be like this. Like if if Craig was getting wasted every night and passing out on the couch Yeah, and, you know, like drank himself to black out on a regular oh, basis. That's, that's one that a, a drunk. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah. I, then that, that would be, but a, little, but a lot of people put up with it. You'd be shocked, Tom. Yeah. And so 
I think that's kind of that. Like if somebody asked you, you can't do yoga anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Like, okay, good. That's, that's do like, it that anyway. doesn't align with my Christian values. To have a... Yeah. But I do think now I do think that if you were dating somebody and they, I think that you now this, I think you can be too extreme with this, mm-hmm. that you're supposed to just put up with anything and everything that's, without that's bringing it to, to somebody's bring attention. Mm-hmm. But you could say, you know, I I understand that you love drinking four drinks at night, every night. And uh, I just don't, I, I don't feel comfortable being in that situation all mm-hmm. the time, would you consider cutting back mm-hmm. or Just making? Don't let them... me see it. <laughs> <laughs> if you could well, hide that better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, and then, and then, plus, people are going to whenever you're dating somebody before you date, you start to form a list of deal breakers for you yeah. so that there are certain things that you're just not going to put up with. You yeah. just, it's not in your value system and you, yep. and that's all right. Sure. So you can, you know, and I think you can make a request. I think criticizing somebody is, that's a very different word. It's different. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Because criticisms, oh my gosh, I can't believe you come home every night mm-hmm. and you have four drinks every night. Mm-hmm. That is just gross. You're a drunk. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Being unkind. S- yeah. Not think, addressing it in a healthy and yeah. productive way. Yeah. I think that's great clarification. Yeah. You know, not every, I mean, Craig and I are very different. And some of the ways that we are different are intriguing and exciting and amazing. And some of the ways that we are different. I can find very annoying about him and he can find very annoying about me, I'm sure. And so, but it's not our differences that annoy me. He's he's not acting outside of my value system. Yeah. And so I can just be like, that's Craig. And uh-huh. he can be like, that's Tova. And that's annoying, but whatever. Exactly. I don't need to change every little thing that annoys me. Right. About, or for Craig. Yep. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that's I a agree. good one. I really, I mean, you started out with that one with a bang. Good job, girl. <laughs> okay, number two. Uh, how do you know you're in a toxic relationship? He or she frequently picks at you about your clothing, your hairstyle, or your makeup. Yeah, that would... Goes on the same... Mm-hmm. Craig had an opinion about my, the way I dressed or wore my hair. I, w- I would, that would really bother me. Or yeah. try to change those things about me. Uh-huh. That mm-hmm. would really bother me. Mm-hmm. He has n- never one time in four and a half years ever been anything but sweet about my outfits, my clothes. Yeah, Tom's never. I been think he's scared of me. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know that you're 95 pounds dripping wet? <laughs> and there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> Okay, Tom, you want to take three? Sure. He criticizes your desire to be with friends. Maybe we'll say they. Yeah, he or she, they, yeah, criticizes your desire to be with your friends. Yeah. I. You know what? I can see that for some people, especially if it's a woman and the guy, her husband, wants to be out with his friends all the time, 
Yeah, frequency and would be it, that would mm-hmm. be have to be negotiated. Yes. Maybe some. Yeah, you I think know? that's fair. Uh huh. And it depends on what kind of friends you're with, or sure, what you, kind of pe- people yeah. that they are, what kind of influence they are. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes a big difference. You know, uh, like Craig, twice a year he goes on these guys trips with all his old friends, and they've been doing this for. I mean, they've been friends since grade school. Uh huh. And yeah. there's nine of them. I I love so much, and I celebrate so much that he does that. If I gave him a hard time, or made him feel like crap because he did that, and he was leaving me, and what about me? And that It'd would be terrible. That would uh, that'd be a deal. I have all my friends in California. If Craig was like, "You're not got one," no, yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah." Peace. Yeah. <laughs> that, Tom. <laughs> exactly. I think, no, I think that's right. I think that it's important. I, I, I'm like you, Tova. I, I love it when Tom goes with some of his high school friends mm-hmm. on a trip every year. And I, I mean, I think it's healthy. Oh, I do too. I think friendships are really important. And I want to go away and I don't want to feel Well, and I uh, like the fact that Tom has friends. For sure. You know, if he wanted to be home all the time and expected, then it would expect me to be home all the time. That wouldn't work for us. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that, I think that there, I've had clients who have talked about their husbands criticizing them being with their friends. Well, that feels really controlling. Yeah, well, it is. Is, I wonder if that comes from jealousy from them, like the hanging out with their actual female friends or jealousy of maybe they will be out and there will be males around and he's worried that she'll like find somebody else or get hit on i'm sure there's a combination of all of that i think so too Mm -hmm. and i think you know there were i saw a couple several years ago and uh he was she was there they were both there and he was complaining about she and the, his wife and her friends going to a place and ha- dancing with guys mm-hmm. and uh and he and she just thought it was ridiculous mm-hmm. that he was upset about that probably 90% of the dudes in that discotheque or whatever were probably gay anyway <laughs> <laughs> Not a threat. <laughs> uh, Maybe. Yeah, I don't. You know, if Tom went to a concert, you know, and they were, and, and he was dancing at a concert with another woman, I don't. I wouldn't like that. Oh, I would hate that. Yeah. If Craig did that. Yeah. Uh, that wouldn't. That wouldn't be a. That would be a no go for me. Yeah. That would be an absolute no go for me. I also think that. I think. When you see something change in your relationship, like when Topher and I were first married, like we had all, all the same friends. We went to high school together. We went out with all the same people. But when our relationship started to change, he was going out with other guys. He was staying out later. Mm-hmm. He was coming home different. You know, like when there's a shift in the going out, I think that. And it it's different than it used to be. I think for me that mm-hmm. would that yeah. would be a that would be a red that would be a, a siren, like what's what's happening here? Yeah, something's changed, you know. 
because it, we our relationship foundation was rooted in this way and now it's this way and i've i've experienced that with a lot of couples that i've met with like you know the the mom's tired of being home with the kids and so she's going out with the girlfriends a lot more or vice versa and, or the guy, guys doesn't want to stay home with three kids on Saturday so he's golfing every weekend and that's a no go so i think when there's a shift that doesn't feel good that you feel in your gut that's worth bringing up yeah and i don't i wouldn't it would i wouldn't like it at all if tom went to i mean tom goes to concerts a lot and mm-hmm. i don't want to go to all of them because mm-hmm. he's got some very strange bands and I don't know any of the music. So mm-hmm. we went to an Elvis Costello concert oh, the other you night. You got to go Elvis to that? Uh huh. Lucky. We were we were on the front row. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's one of Tom's ticket. favorite. He's got he has some albums framed in his study and oh, they're that's on really the cool. desk. Yeah. He's got all of his old albums. It's very cool. And uh but if if everybody had been dancing and and I wasn't there. I mean, if he were dancing, and there were, and he was dancing with women, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like that. Mm-mm. I would hate. I mean, it. I'd want him to just dance by himself. Of course, <laughs> just snap his hands, snap his fingers, and think of you while he's doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, I wish Janice was here. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think that that would be uh, that would have to be negotiated for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. You want to tackle four? Yeah. You feel as if your boyfriend has more power in the relationship. Or girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. But, yes, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Or girlfriend. So I think that that is really important because I think that there's – it's an – it's an equal opportunity for each of you to have your own sense of self and sense mm-hmm. of power in the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not power over. Mm-hmm. And I think if one person has more power than the other, then that's a power over. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely address that. Uh, I would want that to yeah. be addressed. I read a book years ago and, and the author described that oftentimes in unhealthy relationships, there's a reacher and then there's a grabber. Oh, yeah. And if someone is consistently reaching and the other one gets to decide whether or not they're interested in grabbing, that that power struggle is is on. And the healthier your relationship is, the more mutual and or non-existent the reaching and the grabbing is. Um and and for me, that created, I mean, it was a, something I read years ago that I never forgot. It created a real visual for me, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm over you, reaching for you. I decide. And then that other person is constantly grabbing at me, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And I think that's a, I think that's a pretty unhealthy dynamic. Well, I think, and I think that that has changed because I think as women, we've come a long way and sure. we, thank God, you know, I can remember my mom asking my dad permission to go on a trip Mm. and and I can so or if 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 she was going to buy clothes the asking him Mm. if if that was okay Mm. and so I think that feels like a power shift now if I were going to use our joint 
you know, checking account and decide mm-hmm. to buy a Chanel bag, mm-hmm. then Tom probably would not be real thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. So that would be the sort of thing that I would, which I would never, I would do. If I'm going to have, if I'm going to buy a Chanel bag, I'm going to buy it with my money mm-hmm. because I don't, that's not, Tom's not a big fan of that. Yeah. yeah. You, know? you you have in, in the past, you've called this a drive-by. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you will, you will, you don't ask Tom for permission. You know, is it okay if I go to Mexico and take my Spanish lessons? You want to go to Mexico. You want to take your Spanish lessons. You'd like to go this date. What you do is you drive that by. Yes, I do. I don't ask if I can go. Mm-hmm. What I do is say, hey, Vicky and I've talked about going about, this mm-hmm. week. Uh, Does that that timing work Mm -hmm. okay with you? Mm -hmm. And he's always like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so yeah. And, and, but if he were the one that, that was paying for it, Mm -hmm. then that would might be different. Sure. Because, you know, he might say, well, I don't know. We, that's that's too right now. I just am not money. looking mm-hmm. forward to paying that. So mm-hmm. I think that that's the advantage. If it's at all possible that people can have their own <laughs> bank account, mm-hmm. it helps. But sure. you know, in when Kurt and I were married, I I didn't have. I mean, I I I would ask Kurt for my if it was okay for me to go shopping Mm. i mean i didn't i didn't work Mm -hmm. i mean i worked in the house Mm -hmm. but i didn't have a paying job and so but i but i think that that has come a long way too heck yeah that was a long time ago because it was women really did kind of ask for permission let me tell you something i'm watching an incredibly fascinating show on Netflix right now. What is it? It's called Arranged. Have you have y'all heard of this? No. Have you heard of it, Tom? No, ma'am. So it's so yes, I believe in our neighborhood zip codes, culture, religion. It is changing. There's been a shift, and women are are ma- gaining more power and mm-hmm. momentum. Mm-hmm. However, so so they they profile or they followed these three couples. One is an Indian couple. One is a a very southern religious couple, uh-huh. and another is a Jewish. Is this a true? True. It's a it's a it's like a documentary. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a they follow them, and it's just a series. But they follow the relationships, and in all three of these relationships, cultures, religions. <clears throat> relationships the man is in charge and the man does nothing like he works but he does nothing he doesn't ever empty the dishwasher <laughs> he does nothing like this and these a lot of them like this the one that I'm on this series the season that I'm on right now series two the Jewish couple is like 19 years old and he comes home from work and he sits on the couch and he's like what time is dinner going to be ready? And then in the Indian family, he's like, what is this? This is terrible. I mean, it's like, oh, how does this still exist? I don't know. I mean, it is it is fascinating to me. And the woman, the, all the women get an allowance and they have to work and do everything around the house. Anyway, it's called arranged. And oh, that is so interesting. It does rem- it come with an instruction manual? 
God. Yeah, you, <laughs> I mean, my jaw is just on the ground the entire time. Yeah. I'm like, this. I would last 2.5 seconds in this situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> you would last 0. 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, number five. Yeah. Number Tom, f- you want to do it? Sure. <clears throat> He's controlling and jealous. Needs you by his side, questions your whereabouts, and does not want you to be by yourself. That's weird. Yeah, that's so yeah. weird. It's funny, like, all of these, if if you have one of these, you probably have a lot of these. Uh-huh, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're... get out. Yeah, and you need to get out as well. <laughs> you do. The next one, you feel like you're losing your ability to practice self-care. Yeah. <clears throat> that's sad, too. I think that's really important, too, that because if... If if a if you're dating somebody and you feel like that you you're used to to practice self care and then now somebody and I can see this happening in all age groups too oh for sure that that they and they start having a problem with you doing oh, like yeah. you know like if you're going to exercise in the morning and the they're boy, like hey I want you home in the morning making breakfast yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Toby, you're not going to get your facial today. I'm like, yeah. like hell, I'm not. <laughs> but I think that that I do think that that exists, oh, and yeah. and I think that you know, you and I and Tom, you and Maureen. I mean, you know, we the people that we hang out with are are not. There's, it's, we're, I think that there, it, maybe it's the age group where, as opposed to like college kids or even high school guys or girls mm-hmm. when they're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that we've come a long way around this, but I do think this still exists. Sure. I, I, I know it does. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely know it does. And, you know, I, I think about the things that Craig does for self care. And I feel like if I'm a loving partner, I would actually want him to do those sure. things to take care of himself. Yeah. That's actually very important to me. Yeah. Okay, number seven. Go ahead. You have the desire and hope that your boyfriend or girlfriend will change. Yeah, I think I'd leave that monkey. You know, <laughs> I think if you if you really have this big desire and hope that this boyfriend is going to change. Yeah, da, yeah, no. I think that that is I think that the chances of that happening are slim to none. Yeah. There may be a couple of things and he and that boyfriend might be faking it for a while. Yeah. But I think that wanting, you know, if there are little things that that will get on your nerves with a, with somebody you're dating or something, and mm-hmm. you can talk about those things, but mm-hmm. you have this b- deep desire and hope that this person is going to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on down that cafeteria line of men. <laughs> Leave that entree on the shelf. <laughs> totally. Because you know what? There's somebody who out there who will who will meet your needs and you won't have to feel like you need to change and I mean if Craig made me feel like I constantly needed to change well you wouldn't be in that relationship that would that would make me it would make me feel the same the next thing number eight you are constantly feeling insecure yes that's yeah I think what happens 
Yeah. Is if we feel like we're never good enough in a relationship, it's just a beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and and you don't want you don't want somebody that is making you feel insecure. Mm-mm. No, you know? I want somebody who makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you want to take nine? Uh, sure. Your boyfriend never takes responsibility for his behavior. Yeah, and I and I I can see this in cup in men and women or boys and girls that are dating because I think that the younger the guy is, the more they will when they're trying to come into their own macho mm-hmm. persona mm-hmm. that uh, they just do what they want to do mm-hmm. as opposed to taking responsibility. I think I think a, a man or a woman who can take responsibility for their behavior yeah. is, is one of the most attractive things that yeah. can happen. If I were to say something to Craig and he was like, gosh, I never thought about them, that about that that way like i can see why you wouldn't like that okay i hear that yeah i and if somebody is always fighting the other person it just it's like exhausting it is exhausting yeah okay you got uh you got 10 tom yes he refuses to discuss an issue yeah no that wouldn't work that would not work for me. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I mean, if I wanted to talk about something and Craig just shut me down and said mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. that'd be sad. It would be sad. Have you ever had a couple walk out, like somebody walk out? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they don't want to talk about it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's getting too hot in the kitchen? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Under what circumstances have you observed that that I mean, is there like a running theme? Not that they're fighting about the same thing, but what is happening when somebody just gets up and leaves and says, I'm not talking about this anymore? Well, I think that they are getting hot under the collar. You know, Mm -hmm. I think they're being called out. Mm -hmm. And so they don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I, (laughs) I had a couple and he had, I wrote about this in the book also, he had, he had dated so many people. He had over 200 women in his phone and uh, their contact information mm-hmm. that he had dated in the past. Mm-hmm. And I asked. Was her, he 70? No, no. He was like probably 40. And wow. he um, and I, I told him, I said, well, have you, she goes, he's got all of these old contacts in his phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, so I looked at him and I said, so did you date these women? And he said, yes. I mean, I had dates with them, but um, he said, I said, well, have you had sex with all of them? And he said, well, yep, I, I've, I've had sex with all of them because I've, I've taken the ones that I didn't have sex out. And I looked at her and I said, you, I, I, well, first of all, I looked at him and I said, okay, I'm not going to do any, any I'm therapy with you right guys. Now. I expect you to delete every single one of those contacts mm-hmm. while you're sitting here. Mm. And you know what he did? Walked out. I walked out. 
Mm-hmm. I would and then I told never him, talk to that man again. And then I told her, you need to go run yeah. for the hill. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe that? No. Isn't that sick? Yes. I know. I mean, that's, that's a really sad. Mm-hmm. And a girl shouldn't be with a guy like that anyway. No. I mean, no. that, that has trouble written all over it. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, that's Dang. the refusing to discuss something. And I've and you've probably had this experience, too, where people are in your office and something comes up and one of them go, well, I'm just not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before and I'm not going to talk about that again. Yep. I mean, that's relatively common. Yeah, that is relatively common. Uh-huh. I, where I've, I think you're exactly right that people start to feel this way when, when they're, when they're culpable of yeah. something. The the maddest anybody's ever been in my living room was a couple where the husband was an alcoholic and he drank and drank and drank and nothing changes, nothing changes, nothing changes. It's the same conversation every week. He's ruining his marriage, his family, his children, his job. I mean, he's worthless. And all he does is drink. And and he knows what it does to his his kids. He knows what it does to his wife. He know he knows what it does to his friendships. And I'm just like, how how many times are we gonna are you gonna come here and pay and we're gonna have the same conversation? And he's like, I'm done with this. I'm yeah. done with you know. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't like. He didn't no. like where it was going. No. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to talk about it. I haven't seen him since. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, last but not least for this week, this is, a, I think, a really important one. Your friends and family express concern about the relationship. I agree. If somebody, if these, your friends and family are concerned, heed the mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I have to say, I think it's really hard for somebody who loves you to tell you that they are witnessing something that exactly is like, I've had that conversation with a good friend or somebody in my family and I was a wreck because that's a bold, but it was so egregious and obvious to me as an outsider that I felt like I had to say something. And yeah, that doesn't always work out because people don't want to hear it. They don't want to see it. They don't want to deal with it. But it takes some humble pie to listen. Yeah, it does. I think your word heed is a really good one. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to pick up on the last 11 of... How to Identify a Toxic Relationship. These are really good, Janice. Good, good. Great job. Y'all have a great week. Thank you for listening. 